0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we look back on quite the weekend across the SPFL. Motherwell spoiled Rangers Flag Day party with a draw at Ibrox. Celtic's terrible away run continues with a third defeat of the season this time at Livingston. Both Edinburgh clubs are held as Aberdeen's woes continue and Dundee bragging rights go to Tannadice. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight is Alex Ray and Hugh Evans. And Postacoglu says Celtic were terrible against Livingston. Who are we to argue? Stephen Gerrard says Rangers were flaky and vulnerable against Motherwell. Who are we to argue? Livy and Motherwell get all the credit for defying the odds against a pair of them The bottom line is The old firm have been given cause To take a look at themselves They're not as good as they think they are Yeah Rangers settled for a point Having taken the league Disappointing to drop two points at home As Motherwell's good form continues Dundee United take the bragging rights As Gordon's just said against uh, Dundee Ross County and Hearts share the spoils St Mirren score late to secure a point away to Hibs St Johnson get the first way win away from home to Aberdeen who have not won in seven and Celtic lose on the road again to Livingston who are up to ninth. 0141-951-1025 That is the number you need to get in touch tonight There can't be any shortage of talking points after a day like yesterday How often do Rangers and Celtic drop points on the same day? Not too often I would imagine So pick up that phone and let us know what you made of it Celtic fans, I guess for you it's more about the the bigger picture Where are you in this rebuild What are you making of Ange Postacoglu And the team And perhaps the, the lack of depth And the away record And all the rest of it Pick up that phone And let us know Rangers fans You've all been saying all season Really on this show That something's missing From last season You are still top of the table Clearly wasn't vintage stuff yesterday So 01419511025 Don't hang about Pick up that phone And let us know what is on your Mind, before we go any further It is Monday night So what was your result of the weekend? Got to be Motherwell for me 1-1 with Rangers at Ibrox Motherwell were set up to fail yesterday It was Rangers flag day And then Rangers got a goal That should have been disallowed for offside But wasn't But Motherwell stuck to it all day long Got 1-1 And should have had a penalty themselves So they get my vote Now there are two of you in here So it means you need to pick one each I'm fairly sure where your vote yeah. is going to go Alex Ray Yeah Livingston rock bottom at the start of play yesterday Gordon now up to ninth I, th- I thought they were worthy of, of the three points You know the goal that they got was incredible as well Quite a few good goals actually over oh. the weekend What If I had to force you to pick one goal of the weekend I'm going to give it to Paul McGinn Who was the scorer But the man who teed it up, Scott Allen, wonderful vision, beautiful pass, and wonderfully well finished off by Paul McGinn for Hibs against St Mirren. I'm going to go for Shinny's Gordon purely for the, the construction as well down the left-hand side. It was a counter-attack uh, from deep in their own half. Ball round the face. Shinny, playing as a false nine, takes a touch with his right foot and rifles his weaker left into the far corner. Secures the three points yeah, He had some good options Notable mentions for Stephen Kingsley Perhaps Lovely Hearts, free kick, a few yes. others. Yep uh, Okay don't mind that Right finally uh, The one that gets you really thinking Howler of the weekend Now a reminder to anyone Who's never heard it before This can be Whatever you want A miss and, you know, A sitter A goalkeeping mistake A refereeing 
Error What goes for your howler of the weekend? I give it to Stephen McLean And his refereeing team at Ibrox They gave a goal that wasn't a goal for Rangers They did not give Rangers a penalty They should have got They didn't give Muller a penalty They should have got They couldn't have spotted sand in the Sahara Desert Okay, I think he's quite clear about that Alex Yes, I'm going to go for Kemar Roof's miss mm. In the start of the second half For him I felt it was if that was bread and butter And it was obviously costly in the end Okay, 01419511025 Let's hear from you It's Monday night Loads to look back on Across the weekend Particularly Yesterday Celtic fans Rangers fans Motherwell Livy What did you make of the games yesterday? There was lots to get through There were some Contentious moments There were both big results So how do you feel? 01419511025 Pick up that phone And let us know Let's hear from We'll go Ange Postacoglu first He says they were Terrible going forward yesterday uh, He said they started the game poorly And they lacked conviction The problem was Obviously we didn't start the game well And that's my responsibility Maybe the way I prepared the team Or maybe the way we, we prepared for this game Wasn't right But you know, if we started the game As we, we normally do and, and put the opposition under pressure Then we wouldn't have got ourselves in the hole We did And once we got ourselves in the hole We, we, we didn't really have a great deal of solutions um, to get ourselves out of it. Credit to them, they defended well, they keep it pulled off some good saves, but yeah, we should never have been in that position. Our front third play was poor today, it's probably the poorest it's been all year. Um, you know, we've, we've obviously had some issues uh, defensively, but I just thought today in the front half we were just terrible, and that was everybody, not just the strikers or the attacking players. It just, you know, we, we lacked a real conviction um, in going forward to, to be positive and. Um, so again, that, that falls on me to get it right Sometimes managers put on a brave face, Hugh And uh-huh. they tell you everything's going to be alright And I'm sure he believes that it will But he sounds very disappointed after yeah. that yesterday The most downbeat uh, I have heard Ange Postacoglu since he arrived in this country Let's get to the, the, the start of it all He inherited a mess created by a dithering Celtic board He has tried to make up for it with the help of that board Let it be said, £20 million worth of transfers so far But... Everything changes with regard to Ange Postacoglu now The honeymoon period is over Losing to a team who were bottom of the league With one point from a possible 15 Is unacceptable And for him to say It might be my preparation of the players We get into a hole and had no solutions Mm. The fans are then saying What is going on? Uh, Rangers fans, give us your thoughts as well We're going to hear from Stephen Gerrard In the next few minutes Let's bring in John Paul Who's a Celtic fan on the line How would you sum up how things are at the moment for your club, John Paul? Evening, Gordon. Out here. Um, you know, uh, I would say a bit worrying. Uh, you know, it's, as you said there um, about the honeymoon period. You know, fans came in; they didn't hear a squad that was a bit of a mess. Uh, well, more than a bit of a mess. We all know what happened last year. But moving forward, you know, he came in and made a couple of signings. Kyogo got off the ground running. You know, we've been good at home, but the the reality that it is as a Celtic fan. As that we have nine points out of a possible eighteen, I believe it's the worst start in twenty years. You know, and that's got to be a wee bit worrying for for myself and other Celtic fans. You know, uh, a couple of points I was wanting to make about the you see Carl McGregor. Also, we've got a few injuries now, McGregor and Kyogo. But where's the character? Where's the character going to come when you need to go away to St Johnson? You need to go away to Livingston. Um, you need to go three Celtic three away games: Aberdeen, Hibs, Motherwell. Definitely not going to be easy. You know, um, I think. We need to get the calm girl back as soon as possible. Um, we all know how long Kyogre's out for, but I just think um, maybe maybe now Andrew's maybe thinking it's a wee bit harder than, than they first thought, you know, and 
and obviously going away from home and no one is a bit worrying. Um, but also, you know, I, I like to think that the signings he made, you know, he signed the boy Liam Scales and he signed the boy for Greek who's not even featured yet. You know, and I look at Celtic bench yesterday and they had two defensive midfielders who came on and they had Mikey Johnson who's not played a lot of football in the last two years. You know, and they never really had anybody that could bring games. You know, he put Bongoli in yesterday, which Bongoli wasn't even in the squad for the last five games. But he's got a person that he signed sitting on the bench at left back. You know, I think, obviously, it is worrying. Um, I'd like to give Andy benefit of the doubt and give him a chance to work it out and give him a chance to get players back. But as I said, it's time's, time's up against him, you know. And we all spoke about this at the start of the year when if he came in, they didn't hit the ground running. And Celtic are playing better football, but the reality is that we're nine points out of 18 and it's not good enough if you want to go and win leagues. Alex, what did you make of it yesterday in particular? Because the manager says they were... Terrible yeah. going forward So there's been a lot of focus On Celtic defensively And are they too open But but the main thing that jumped out for the manager Was actually going the other way The bit that's been good so far That didn't create enough Yeah I think going forward They've been terrific You know you look at the other night in Spain as well Gord managed to get three goals So I don't think that's been an issue Over the course of Angie's tenure so far Yesterday that was clearly the issue They got into really good areas uh, The balls coming into the box weren't great uh, and you know they didn't want the goalkeeper anywhere near enough And I think you can see the frustration Because that is one of the things that they've relied on so far When they've had decent results And uh, what, listen to uh, Angie's uh, kind of post-match there Gordon He says we've had defensive issues Now that is clearly for everybody to see You know they're conceding too many goals For me they're too open Their whole game plan's too open I gave an example of the Livingston goal there A little given go in the middle of the park Out to the left-hand side Across into the box And they're exposed because you've got a 1v1 with Shinny and Welsh and, and, and it's ultimately cost them the points so I think that until they arrest that Gordon they, they have to become more pragmatic now I take on board that it's Livingston and you want to go hell for leather but in games in general they have to be a wee bit more solid and a wee bit more kind of solidified you know John Paul's then broadening it out a bit Hugh to the bigger picture and saying Liam Scales has been signed and Yakimakis has been signed why are they not ready the manager did reference Liam Scales in particular yesterday and, and said that said he's just not there yet Jakimakis were led to believe didn't have a a pre-season so mm-hmm. he's a he's a bit behind and the size of the the rebuild that Celtic had in the summer are, are we now seeing proof just in case anyone needed it that, that you, you were never fixing that in one window because all of a sudden if Callum McGregor's out the midfield looks extremely light if Greg Taylor's out you've got Bolingoli playing uh-huh. um you know the window question of course uh you'll get another chance in January but by then uh, it may already be too late um, John Paul asks about uh, Furuhashi and Callum McGregor Only nature and medicine Will get Furuhashi and McGregor back They'll be back when nature allows uh, He's been very unfortunate In that respect uh, Ange Postacoglu Because uh, Furuhashi came in Scored goals Was lively uh, Captured the hearts of the supporters And then in a game involving Japan and China Celtic lose Furuhashi um, I go back to Alex's point You know, everyone uh, Revelled in this term Ange ball uh, For me, and I've made the point uh, I didn't just make it after they lost to Livingston You can't be obstinate There are times when he's got to tweak His own philosophy You can't go to uh, Spain And score three and then lose four um, the, the away performances In Europe uh, are awful uh, the away performances in the, the Premiership are 
damaging Celtic He's admitted it himself If you can't win away from home You can't win the league So I do understand the, the talk of windows But look around you Look where we live Fans are not going to give you window after window to get it right But, but, but they might have to You know, Whether people like it or not it, We cannot be hypocritical about this You cannot stand in the summer Literally two months ago and say This is the biggest rebuild that Celtic have had In however many years It's going to take time And then go back on that on the 20th of September You, you can't do that No one's going back on it People are complaining About a performance yesterday That was abject No but my point is You said earlier for instance You know by the time you get To the January window It might be too late What do you mean by that They might be too far Behind to win the league Without doubt No one said they were Going to win the league though Everybody predicted Rangers would win the league This season So you just keep Ripping it up constantly No 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 no. The, The Celtic supporters Started the season Even though the rebuild Was a major one for Postacoglu Celtic supporters don't start the season thinking Now we won't win the league oh, so Listen, some supporters obviously are going to get a little bit excited When they see some of the early football but, but let's be honest People without the emotion Us in here for instance, anyone else Nobody thought Celtic were going to win the league this season I said to you yesterday You've tipped them to finish third Yeah I used the word redundant yesterday And you said to me Nothing's redundant That's why we got this programme Exactly The Celtic supporters aren't talking about transfer windows They're, they're talking about a team that already As John Paul said Has started to concern them And I, I acknowledge that Ange Postacoglu First of all Is a victim of a dithering board And secondly Had a major rebuild on his hands But who said life was easy? Let's thank John Paul for his thoughts tonight And we'll hear a bit from Stephen Gerrard Because there were two big games yesterday in the afternoon Well, the late afternoon, the big one in Dundee earlier on in the day um, Stephen Gerrard described some of Rangers defending as flaky He says they won't be where they want to be at the end of the season If they keep having those moments Two points dropped uh, I think today we were in control for a lot of the game I thought box to box we, we were outstanding at times um, But you've got to go and reward yourself for all the good play And Unfortunately, our quality after we got into the final third wasn't there today. We scored one good goal, but for me, that was a 3-4-0 game. If we go and reward ourselves for all the good play. So it feels really frustrating at the moment because it's obviously two points dropped. I thought at times we were vulnerable today, and at 1-0, you'd always leave yourself wide open to drop two points. We've got to defend situations better. We, we got a lot of praise last year for clean sheets and being really tough to play against, but their goals come from us being a little bit, uh, a little bit flaky. You know, we, we could have defended, we could have got out wide quicker, we could have dealt with that situation. Um, and unfortunately, we can see the goal on the back of that, so that's where the frustration comes in. But it's being mentioned now, we'll see what type of reaction we get, because, you, you know, if, if you keep having them moments, um, unfortunately, you won't get at the end of the season what you're looking for. Reese is a Rangers fan in Cumbernauld. How do you reflect on yesterday, Reese? Well, Rangers' start this season has just been terrible. Um, they've not done anything they need to do at all. Been awful and there's four points clear. If a team wants this league, like Hibs, Aberdeen, Motherwell, to at least spot the old firm, this is the the year that they're going to do it because it's as if nobody wants to win the league. I said last season that with the 55 and 10 in a row, it was either going to be a point in it, two points in it, last game of the season. And if Rangers were going to win the league, we would need 90 plus points. Obviously we got that But we didn't need that But this season I think If we were on 80 points We would still win the league um, What do you make of that Alex? In, in, a, in summation It sounds yeah. like Reese is saying that Rangers are not 
as good as he'd like at the moment, but they're still better than everyone else. Yeah, listen, I think with, with the start, I think you can't argue. Uh, someone asked me today if you could put it in one word, I'd probably say a wee bit underwhelming. I was going to say, you could reuse some strong language there about, you know, awful, terrible. They, they are. They are top of the league yes. It's definitely not as good as last season I think we'd agree I, I think if it were in your gauging last year To what you're watching mm. at the moment I think uh, even Stephen Gerrard would concede that Gordon uh, I look at their overall performances When you listen to Stephen talking there as well In terms of the opening 50-60 minutes I thought Rangers were pretty good I thought they worked their way through the lines The final ball was really really poor on the day And I just feel as if That ruthless element's not quite there at the moment And uh, you're all looking for 10-15 minute windows Where you can put two or three away Take the chances And then you put the game to bed I think Kmart Roof was a prime example At the start of the second half uh, And then as the game wore on I thought Motherwell grew into the game I thought they got stronger as the second half And you always felt as if they would get that opportunity Gordon Now when he talks about flaky I would like to just kind of Break that down to really poor defending Because from a goalkeeper's kick To actually Cav Rangers open In the manner what they do Whereas the central midfielders Bearing down in your centre half the gap between the two centre-halves is is a chasm. And they got a warning sign because the, something similar happened in the first yeah, half and, and Tony Watt went yeah, through. Yeah, but that goal. was just a plain straight, yeah, straight ball down. right down the middle. So that would be alarming for Steven Gerrard when you look at that level of defending, Gordon, because you have to base... Uh, you talk about last season and this season about what they bring to the table. Defensively, they were very solid. When I look at what they're actually producing at the moment, that is kind of basic stuff where the, you know, it, you're recognising you're sniffing danger. And Simpson didn't do that And Barisic never got across To recognise the danger And then you pay the price There was a ruthless streak About Rangers last season Absolutely ruthless Uh, Invincible at home uh, Cantered the league uh, And now look at it In terms of both Domestic and European football Out of the Champions League Because they were Dilatory and anything but Ruthless against Malmo Uh, and in the league Lost to the promoted club Dundee United Well not promoted this season Two ago well, Yeah But you know the, the Just a performance that Was lacklustre yesterday For me uh, As I say Everything was teed up For Motherwell to fail yesterday The flag ceremony uh, The loss of a goal That never was But Motherwell hung in there And when Stephen Gerrard Uses words like Flaky and vulnerable Motherwell made mm. them Flaky and vulnerable Reese, what was missing Yesterday then? It's just The players just Aren't playing this, The set standards Last season And they're just Not on it If Rangers were On 18 points at 18 9 points clear Already Celtic Would Like he, he would be Under more pressure Than what he is now They've lost Half their games They've dropped 9 points already This season Rangers only dropped 12 after 32 extra games last season So if Rangers were setting the standards they were last season Celtic would be under 10 times the amount of pressure they're under the now mm. I suppose you could say though Hitting those heights again Was always going to be tough So um, we'll wait and see Thank you Reese. So 141951 What about you Motherwell Livy fans Out there were some interesting debating points From Ibrooks as well uh, And more to come from those managers But get your calls in you are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray are here to try their best to look back on all the big talking points from the weekend's football. If you think we've missed any, pick up the phone, put them in their place. 0141-951-1025 or on Twitter over there at Clyde SSB. Uh, some more interesting stuff to come from... Ange Postacoglu, Stephen Gerrard, Graham Alexander, David Martindale and more um, But most importantly of all you, hopefully So get in touch and let us know how you're feeling John is up next What's your point tonight, John? Hello, Hello. Can you hear me? 
Scott, you loud and clear. Aye, my degree. I just, I'm absolutely pig sick of hearing people like Hugh Evans say that Ange Postacoglu has got to change his tactics and his philosophy and his principles. I don't hear folk going on about Jurgen Klopp or Pep Guardiola or Brendan Rodgers. I mean, look at the Premiership. Rodgers has got six points out of 15 now. With respect, uh, we're in Glasgow and we're discussing Scottish football. Uh, you know, we don't devote our attention to Pep Guardiola or to Brendan Rogers. We're a Scottish station dealing with Scottish football. And I did not say that Ange Postacoglu should abandon his philosophy. I'm saying he needs to tweak his philosophy. He needs to be less why obstinate. Would you, why, would you, why would you tweak your principles, though? Because because it's a results-driven business He's had seven away games in all competitions this season And he's lost six of them That would be, for me, statistical evidence of him needing to tweak his philosophy No, I, I totally disagree It's a results-driven business to guys like you who make mundane points I mean, I, I take you back to a, a point you made years ago Mr Kevins, when you said that the Celtics should um, sign... John Spencer We've not had that one mentioned in no, a while no, no, no. Be fair. As funny as it is John And I, I Listen I like to wind up Hugh More than anyone I would argue um, I, I don't know where we go with that no, one tonight I mean, How many is, years on? Or it's about 23 or 4 now sure I, I, I did a, On the 20th anniversary I did a piece for Celtic TV uh, <laughs> To say that Of course it's an idiotic thing With the benefit of hindsight And I said to Celtic TV at the time Bring me back on the 25th anniversary Because it'll be great It'll prove I'm still alive I mean John What I actually get the point In terms of You know managers Managers shouldn't abandon Their, their beliefs Their philosophies After a couple of months I think that would That would clearly be um, Quite something But, but what, what do you do then You you said they are something like It's only a results driven business To people like Hugh I mean that That's just That's just not true is it It's, it's the players and the management That feel the, the, the burden of bad results More than us Potentially we do But then that's that's where we go wrong as a country As a nation We're based too much on results But we're we're too quick to judge And yet even more than most people over the years Has been good at doing that Listen, the game is entirely The game is entirely about results You wanted 10 in a row The only way you could achieve 10 in a row Was by getting the results And Celtic didn't get them The game is nothing Other than results Why is Neil Lennon no longer your manager? Tenen and meant only only one thing, and that was that was going one better than nine. But we should have been competing in Europe. We should have been doing more during that period. Yeah, I wonder if there is actually a middle ground here, Alex. Right, because obviously it's a results-driven business, but Celtic aren't going for ten in a row anymore. Yeah, nowhere near it, obviously. And there was a big overhaul. There has to be some room Whilst you still acknowledge It's results driven yeah. There has to be some room To try and build something Long term There has to Otherwise Teams will never be able to Progress from yeah. a, a spot as difficult As the one Celtic Were in yeah. in the summer I think when you look at the What has he been here Nearly three months Give or take I think when you look at His attacking philosophy You would think Oh this has happened A bit quicker than we Maybe expected Because Uh of the amount of goals The style The Celtic fans Have bought into it Then you look at The defensive side of things Gordon Particularly on the road I think it's six Defeats out of seven In all competitions So you have to look at that And think Do I need to change Something on the road Mm -hmm. Now We could wait another Six or seven games Mm -hmm. 
And then the, obviously there'd be more time well, to yeah, judge what, that. What do you mean by that? Though? Is that going to have to be a small tweak, as Hugh says? Well, because I, if you're spending, to, see, to, to implement some, you know, the, the type of philosophy Ange Postecoglou or any of the other managers want, and, and even Rangers have done it. Michael Beale, Stephen yeah. Gerrard, it takes hour upon hour upon hour of relentless attention to detail, drilling things into people. Um, so you're, it's very difficult to then just say. Alright, flip, flip a switch and, and change something Yeah, but what you could do is You could put another midfielder That has a mm. wee bit more defensive mind I think he can at the moment Because of Celtic's lack of depth Well, listen The the, the ideal ones prior to the weekend Would have yeah. been Sorrow and uh, McGregor And now, everyone's seen Sorrow the other night though And saying he's not up to it well, that, that, Ange, again, Ange said that he was wired one way And he could only play football one way Well, you know For John to say that results don't matter And, and then brings up Europe uh, and complains about the results in Europe Then John is just kidding me on But I go back to my point I'm not asking him to abandon his philosophy I'm asking him to acknowledge That his philosophy In terms of away matches mm. Domestically and in Europe Is not working Maybe this is a bit of a chicken and egg question then right? I, and I do accept that But is it the the philosophy itself that, That's flawed Or at the moment Due to inappropriate or a lack of activity in the transfer market and injuries, they don't quite have the players to carry out that philosophy at the moment. And I get, I, I can almost sense you saying it's the same thing, but do, do you see where I'm going with that? I, I fully understand that he has had horrendous luck with regard to Furuhashi, Callum McGregor, James Forrest, uh, and that for some reason James McCarthy isn't hitting the heights for him either. But you have to one day take on board the fact that this mm. isn't working and you have to make adjustments. Uh, John, the final word to you. I'm not even going to let Hugh Keevens back in on this, so this is your parting shot. Be kind. Well, I work in an industry. I would say we bit higher than, than um, sports journalists like Keevens, but we make we make calls every day based on long-term long decisions. And Ange Postecoglou is a long-term appointment. He's not going to change things overnight. If you look at his record anywhere else he's been, it takes six, seven, eight months before teams, his players, start to benefit from his his principles. When I've got, they, the, I've got the idea, Hugh. I, I, do you know what I can picture right now? You know the, the chewing the fat one with the, the, the yeah. waving the fingers under the chin when they, that John they, works in a higher industry oh than you. Yes, indeed. You pleb. When they drop your first name, Alec, you know you're in bother then. <laughs> and when they bring up something you wrote in the Sunday Mail 23 years ago, I'll bet you he wasn't even out of school 23 years ago. <laughs> it, it's nonsense, preposterous to come on with all this twaddle about results are not important. Preposterous is a good word for someone who's not on John's level, though. So that's yeah. good. I like that. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Let's hear a bit more from the Celtic manager just on the back of that, saying the he has been happy with certain away performances before yesterday's, and says they didn't earn the right to get a result. It's not the form; it's the results. I mean, our performances have been good. Um, you know, today is just, you know, like I said, it's 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 disappointing because you kind of come here knowing it's not going to be an easy game, and you're going to have to, you know, just go beyond just trying to play some football. And uh, you know, we, we 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 lacked that spark at the start of the game, and I just felt we fell into the trap of maybe thinking that you know this this kind of game and with the, the challenges that it has, that our football would find a solution through that, and you know that was never going to happen. We needed to earn the right. The, the other away games, we've been well in the games where we played well. But you know what? If you, on the other hand, you're right. If we don't 
you know, if we don't get results away from home, we can't be successful. So that's that's still got to change. So irrespective of what I think of our performances, we still got to get the results, and um, and that's the reality of it. And, and until we we kind of tackle that in the right way, then you know we're going to be in this problem. Ange Postacoglu was putting an awful lot of emphasis on results there. Might need to get John back on and uh, see what he thought. Let's bring in George first, though, who's a Rangers fan. What's your take on the result, performance, and everything that goes along with it yesterday, George? Oh, where do I start? Good evening, lads. Hello. Um, especially, you know, I was about to pick up the squad kind of thing in the rotational. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we can recruit the general. I find Gerard a very contradictive manager in regards to. Uh, loyalty and favourites, etc. My meaning of that is, he will not persevere with two centre backs, but he will persevere with people who are playing at the form. Now, not only is a squad um, for people who are injured or suspended, it's also there for people who aren't playing well to say, listen, if you're not playing well, you've got to buck up your ideas and we'll step in. That's not happening. I really feel that's where Rangers form has dipped. Um, and I'll give you an example of a couple of players. You may disagree. You know, there's a Tavernier fad club out there. I'm not one of them, you know. Um, for me, he's gold the other day, or the other week, sorry, putting me to jail. He's not started great this season. If he doesn't hit the first man at least 10 times a game, then he's having a good game, kind of thing, you know. The other one is, for me, I can't understand why Big Shirley was dropped. Because um, Borner has not kicked a ball all season. Um, you know, um, Kent was another one. Unfortunately, he got injured. And we did persevere with Kent. For about five or six games And he's not been in form all season There's people there Who are ready to take the place of these people Who inject energy Into your squad if, if, if obviously players aren't playing well And examples obviously Shirley, Parson um, and, and the boy Wright Who didn't have his greatest games yesterday But to be fair That's like you know, his first start in a while You know, you should begin Have a couple of games And he'll get that Due to obviously the injury of Kent I don't think Ruth has started particularly well either um, you know, but I'm not a great fan of him. I think his link up play is not great. I, I, I think this is where the problem lies. You know, we're rotating wrongly in the positions that we should be stagnating, and the, uh, the, the positions that we're, we're not rotating on, we're keeping players who are out of form, in my opinion. Um, and it's only one mm-hmm. opinion, that's why I've called up. No, we're, we're, we're glad to have it. Let's put some of them. I, I must admit, George, these two took them a while. I could see the look in there. <laughs> who's Big Shirley? No, should... no, no. I got that right away. Keevans was kind of looking at me, going, "What's that? Who, who was the one? Who was the one on this program? You did. Who, the minute yes. he walked in the joint, yes, I did. could tell he was a real big defender. <laughs> um, on, on a. A serious note though On that then Alex I don't know if you yeah. want to pick some examples Well <laughs> take, take, We'll take Bassey then Since sure. Big Shirley's been brought up George thinks You know He, he should still be in Ahead of Barisic at the moment I think there's an argument for that Gordon um, Barisic hasn't quite hit the heights I think he's been struggling for uh, Fitness I think when he came back for the Euros uh, He was behind with the rest of the players well And he hasn't really got a run of games uh, I think that's uh, Fair to say that Bassey came in did okay in a couple of games mm. For me personally I think partly this is trying to get Barisic up to speed You know, get up to full match concern? Fitness. I mean, we're, no, I know you get injuries and so on But we're, we're fairly into the season I know you were quite critical of his part in the goal Rangers yes, conceded yesterday Yes, I think he could have done better, Gordon But, you know, he's only played He's only been involved in eight games this season And uh, for me, they need to try and get these guys up to speed Now, we've obviously got the call of George on the, on the line there And he's went through a host of players mm. there I actually think you can go through the whole Rangers uh, starting 11 at the weekend and go, you know, I think possibly you could maybe 
bring people in Now I've been on here shouting for a long long time I think Stephen Davis is tremendous You know he's been brilliant since he came back A leader, dictates I just think the last couple of games he's looked as if he's kind of wee bit kind of I think he's played 13 games in 7 weeks If you include internationals at his age So I think that's something Rangers may well have a look at Can I, can I float a theory? I'm trying to impress John, the Celtic caller Two callers ago The higher life form who came on here I'm trying to give him a I wonder what he does I should have I think he's like a brain surgeon or something Because then we would have to Hold, it, hold our hands I, up I'm trying to give you a tangential theory Oh look at me throwing in big words now Because he thinks John's <laughs> judging I, I, I'm, I'm waiting to see if John's still calling up <laughs> I think that Rangers Who I've spoken many times About this player trading model I think in the summertime Rangers should have investigated The player trading model I think that It needs freshened up And those who come in Juninho Bakuna Sakala He's okay But for me And he scored yesterday uh, Lundstrom is another We can argue Lundstrom We can argue whether the goal was uh, Legitimate or not Can we? Well, no, I, I don't think it was a, a legitimate goal However, <laughs> throw that in there. I'm just wondering if Rangers should have They've made a virtue out of saying We didn't sell the big hitters I think maybe it's time mm. to sell one or two big hitters Get the money in and recycle yeah. the money And get some players in I mean, in fairness, very early for guy Bakuna came on and actually showed a couple of flashes yesterday And Sakala, yeah. early for these guys We'll hear a bit more um, on him actually from Stephen Gerrard um, George, the... Some of the names that you mentioned though It sounds like quite a lot to, to, to sort of change I mean for instance Tavernier is the, is the club captain I know you've said you're not a, necessarily a huge fan Ryan Kent is now injured So that, that hand was forced a little bit um, Anything else you think is is missing? I, I just think look, the way Rangers play They do play with a lot of width And if you're two full backs Or whatever I call it nowadays You know wing backs Are not playing well as a combination rather than individually. You, you may get away with one not playing and the other one playing, but the two of them are not playing great for me. Uh, I would be freshening things up there, you know. I know Hugh Keevans was saying things like, well, we've managed to keep the players, etc. and things like that. And I do, I do agree, it would have been probably wise to offload one and get the money in for them. But, you know, we've kept those players. And as in a cost of that, I'm just going on a tangent, you know, that cost has went on to the Rangers fans because we are paying on average £50 more on the, the, the trio tickets for the European games than, than most clubs in the UK and a, a cost of that is probably keeping those players and not selling them. Um, I do think that something needs to get done in January and I do think if Gerard is going to stick with it, he just sticks with it. You know, stop messing things about, let the players play for at least three or four Games all the same, and then see how it goes. It's too much messing about for me. Uh, and if you're going to stick with players that are out of form, try to get them into form. You give them maybe two or three games, not four, five, or six, and that's what's happening. And that's why we are not nine points ahead in the league at the moment, and we're only four. Okay, George, thank you. It was nice to speak to you. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Great time to get your call in. You could be up next. This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Alex Ray or Hugh Keevans If you want to come on and share your thoughts On the weekend's action Uh, You're even getting some support After John was very very hard on you Mrs Keevans on uh, Twitter issue She's finally signed up to Twitter After all this time (laughs) Um, 01419511025 Let's go straight back to the phones And bring in Barry and see what's on his mind Hi Barry Hi guys, how's you doing? Good, how are you? I'm good, thank you Good stuff 
Um, I was just uh, more or less about the game, um, the Celtic game at the weekend. Um, the past, I'd say, Livingston have been up, I think, in the Premier League now five years, I think. Yeah, not quite as many, no, I think three or four yet. Four, three or four, I think, remember rightly, Brendan Rodgers playing there. Um, he couldn't find a way past Livingston either, I don't think, um, at their ground. Uh, Neil Lennon couldn't, and obviously Ange couldn't yesterday. Um, now, John Kennedy's been there for that amount of time, um, and this Livingston equation with the pitch and bringing in the pitch and two banks of five and stuff, I mean, it works well for them, and that's it. They, they, they play to their strengths, and that's perfectly fine, but for professional coaches, they need to think of another way. They have to think of another way around to beat this. Now, to me, I've seen Celtic struggle for, for years at like places like St Johnson where the pitch wasn't great and they had to play Samaras through the middle, knock it on off, like, sorry, long balls to Samaras for him to head her down and maybe make something of that. And it worked. It worked the first time Neil Lennon was here. It did work. And I just think Celtic don't have this dimension where they can change a game. It's very driven on one philosophy. Now, if you're going to use that philosophy... You've got to have the players. I, I think that I, I think yesterday the the wingers were isolated. I think having one striker who isn't the tallest physically against two two big strapping centre backs that um, Livingston have got. I don't think that was a way to go either. And I just feel as if Kennedy might have let down Andrew a wee bit yesterday. How would you make of that, Hugh? So, like you said, this is now the fourth season. Yeah. Um, and Barry's right. You can't blame Ange Postecoglou for. The, the nil nil there in the eight in twenty eighteen or the two nil defeat there in twenty nineteen, the two all draw there in twenty twenty uh-huh. and the other two all draw there in twenty twenty one. It's been a terrible place for Celtic to go since Livy came back up. Yeah, but uh I would take Barry back to the, the, the clip that we played of Ange Postacoglu at the start of the programme, in which he said, It's my my responsibility. My preparations may not have been correct. We got into a hole and we had no solutions. Now, poor old John Kennedy and Laptop Boy, as one caller called him yesterday, Gavin Strachan, they get dragged into this. Ange Postacoglu is the man. The man with whom the buck will eventually stop. He is the manager. He says that he is wired to play in a certain way and it has to be that way. So I think it's very unfair when you have a setback when Celtic won 6-0 against Dundee and 6-0 against St Mirren, Barry, uh, was John Kennedy responsible for those victories and not Ange Postacoglu? Did, did, did John Kennedy have an enormous pitch to play on? He put a team out. A wide pitch. You've got to go with the the, 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 the circumstances, the, the equation that, that's set in front of you. You've got a dry pitch, two banks of five, tight, you know this. You know Livingston are going to hit you. We've seen it for. I've seen it as a Celtic fan for years. This is the way they go against us, and to an extent, I'd imagine probably Rangers as well. Um, you so you that, cannot that, overlook the fact that Ange Postecoglou picks the team that takes the tactics, and uh, the the phrase "Ange Ball" yeah, was I think, created. I think we're almost arguing two different points here now, um, because Barry's just mentioning about adapting to. To the challenge This goes back Barry To something I oppose To the guys So I wonder what, what you would think on it When you are a manager And you're trying to Implement a very Specific style of play Right as Ange Postacoglu will it, it takes a while And he will be on that Training ground Every day Hour upon hour Drilling them Into the, the way That he wants to go about things 
do you think you can really just get to Tuesday of this week then and say, right, we're playing Livy, so let's play a target man and, and go long and play off him? You know, that must be hard to do. That it's not, it's not what they do. It's not what they work on. I, I, I totally get what you're saying. Um, I totally understand what you're saying. But I think as an assistant who has been there for a number of years, to, I mean, maybe highlight the point that this this might be an option. Uh, then they're very dogged. They defend really well, and they like they like to hit on the break. And unfortunately, it was Celtic's own tactics that undone them because uh, the Celtic right back, the Croatian boy, he wasn't there at all. Nobody was there. To, no, no defensive midfielder was there to plug the gap. For this boy putting in the cross I still thought Well should have done better But It doesn't matter now It's it's done But For me There has there has to be a plan If you're going to be A successful manager You have to be You have to adapt To certain situations We've not adapted Very well at all To the to the Livingston In, the, in mm-hmm. our previous uh, Last previous three managers Barry, yep. Barry What would the What would the Options have been yesterday Yakimatis was the only yeah. one You know If you're trying to bring A big guy into the equation Because they don't have anybody To fill that kind of that role Yeah I think we'll leave it there Because I want to squeeze in One more before The news and beat the pundit So thank you to Barry Some very interesting points made Barry uh, I like that That was Barry and Barhead On 01419511025 Craig Is a Rangers fan Who wants to have his say On events at Ibrox yesterday Craig take it away Good evening boys How are you? Good Hope you're well Good Yeah all good All good Well it was just uh, Regarding what you were saying At the start of the show there About Basically saying that Marvel deserved at least the draw yesterday, if not the win. I don't know. Did you did you manage to watch the game at all yesterday? You the, the ninety minutes. Uh, let me let me just say right away. I did not say. I said Motherwell were set up to fail, and it is to their credit that having survived a goal that was wrongly awarded, they stuck to their task. I also said Rangers were due a penalty. I felt that Motherwell might be due a penalty as well. So I did not say what you have uh, just. Claimed, I said. Well, I apologise for that then. But the, the, the way it came across to me was was that that Marvel even I, I I wouldn't even exaggerate enough to say that they deserved a point. Stephen Gerrard mentioned uh, in his press conference that I think Rangers had rather twelve or fourteen efforts in the first half, of which six or seven were on target. Fair enough, your strikers need to put them in the back of the net. But as he said, on another day, this is a three or a four nil match. I think people are getting a wee bit hyper in regards to Rangers' East form at the moment. They're four, they're, they're four points clear of Celtic. Am I right in saying that? Yes. And, and, and let's be honest, I, there was a caller on earlier on saying this is the time for Marvel and Hibs and stuff to split the whole firm. Calm down, guys. We're only just starting the season here. It's, it's, aye, it's getting laughable. Uh, Rangers haven't even committed third gear yet. In Europe, they were poor last week. I'll give them that. Um, but as I say, they're not even out of third gear yet, and, and they're sitting top of the league. So, I I don't think there's much to worry about. Uh, just a wee thing for Alec. Alec, uh, how are you doing? Good, thanks. I just uh, I appreciate everything you've done for Rangers. Obviously, the helicopter Sunday been one of the highlights of my my football in uh, tenure. But uh, Friday night was a was a low point. I've got to say that. Uh, <laughs> It's just this charity game he played in. Yeah. I love how he just builded me up then and then just volleyed me right when it hurts, Yogi boy. But listen, go back to the to, to, to Rangers. Stephen Gerrard will be really frustrated, Gordon, because they had so many final third entries. He's a, there's a source of frustration there. And then when he's talking about Motherwell's overall performance, 
The goal they got was actually really well constructed by them. You know, it was a lovely ball down to the left hand side, midfield runner, and then you get support coming in for the other uh, the other side. And if Rangers don't defend these situations, regardless of third gear, fourth gear, you know they have to do so much better defensively and be more ruthless in the final third. And I think Stephen Gerrard will be demanding that because of the standards he sets. Thank you to Craig. That takes us up nicely to time for us to do this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Okay, beat the pundit time. Always something good about Monday night's beat the pundit. You just don't know what this week is going to have in store. If you want to be the first winner of a new week, now is the time to call. You need to phone us before seven o'clock on 01419511025 and you could be playing Beat the Pundit next. Tackle the headlines. 0141951 Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Kevens and Alex Ray are here. It's 0141951025. Really lively on the phones tonight. I can see them still um, very busy, but feel free to pick them up and uh, get in touch. Let us know what you made of all the weekend's big talking points. Wonder if we've got any Aberdeen fans out there who are particularly concerned about the start to the season. Uh, Dundee United with the bragging rights. In Dundee yesterday Producer Callum's got a big smile on his face As a result of that one We've still to hear from Graham Alexander So Motherwell fans Great chance for you to get in touch 01419511025 We'll do this first Beat the Pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football You are relegation fodder Now I know you won I think you won on Friday yeah. But I got some worrying stats over the weekend that it's it's particularly you and DL and that's not great company to be keeping that's dragging but, everything but down. But remember, as John has said tonight, I am a lower life form. You are. I you, should get two of a start. I'm thick. You need to know your place. Um <laughs> <laughs> hopefully Gregor and Kosaith will be a bit more kind to you. Gregor, how's it going? What's happening? Are you confident? Uh, I was confident, but it's a bit nervous now. Ah see that's everyone says that. Don't worry, like don't 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 it's worry just at us. all. Exactly. It's just us three and Couple hundred thousand dollar people Don't let that put you off um, And anyway look, You don't get much to beat tonight Between these two Gregor Heads it's Hugh Keevans uh, Or Keevans As you're now known yes. Tails it is Alex Ray Who's definitely been called worse <laughs> Tails Alex Ray Up against Gregor From Colsaith. Um Alex takes a big st- Hugh takes a big step back From his mic He knows he's not involved here uh, We'll give Alex something else To listen to So that he can hear your answer Gregor Easiest thing to do Gregor If you don't know it And you think it is a bit nerve wracking Just pass And we'll get through as many questions as we can Okay Right no problem Right 30 seconds on the clock And your time starts now Who is the last team Celtic beat In Europa League group stages uh, Pass Tori Andre Flo joined Rangers From which English side Chelsea Name any SPFL team Whose club crest Features Latin writing What a question Oh pass How many Scottish teams Has Craig Levine managed In the top flight one Who scored the winner For Scotland men's team Against France at Hamden In 2006 Oh Pass Who scored the only goal In the Dundee derby yesterday In Harper Ange Postacoglu Managed Australia In the World Cup In which year 2002 Okay let's bring back Alex Ray Alex can you hear us Yes Uptown girl you were getting oh, there I could oh, hear oh, it oh, 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 that's, that's the most energy I've ever seen from him Right was, 30 yes. seconds Head to head with Gregor Your time starts now Who is the last team Celtic beat In the Europa League group stages? Pass Tori Andre Flo Joined Rangers From which English side? Uh, Chelsea Name any SPFL team Whose club crest Features Latin writing uh, 
Uh, Livingston How many Scottish teams Has Craig Levine managed In the top flight Three Who scored the winner For Scotland men's team Against France At Hamden in 2006 uh, Pass Who scored the only goal In the Dundee derby yesterday That was uh, Hart oh. <laughs> Just in the nick of time Do you know the worst about it Is we've got a producer here And they can see him Gregor how do you think that went well, I don't think he may have beat me Was it as nerve wracking as you feared Aye. I must admit Producer Callum With yeah. no disrespect to Alex Ray And I'm not going to go all John on the line And start looking down our noses at people Does Alex Ray strike you as a student of the Latin language? <laughs> Seriously What a question that Cap, was Cap DM <laughs> I, hadn't, night. I, hadn't, I hadn't read them yet Which maybe I should have So that one caught me by surprise when I saw it Anyway fruity. Name the last, Celt- the, t- the last team Celtic beat in the Europa League Rent Lille Oh, well. Okay. Uh, Tori Andre Flo joined Rangers from Chelsea. You both got that. For the record, uh, Kilmarnock, Queens Park, or Elgin City? Can you imagine a scenario where someone goes, "Oh yeah, I'm, I'm sure Elgin have got some Latin writing on their badge." I, I could have answered that. I, I knew it was Kilmarnock. Did you? Yeah. What does it say? And what does it mean? <laughs> or the best? How do you even come across this question, Callum? Yeah, I trust. Confidimus is that how you would say that? I trust. There we go. You'll all sleep well tonight. You need to go. Um, yeah. Yeah. How do you discover that only three teams have got Latin writing? The SPFL website. Wow. This guy. What a <laughs> life he lives. Um, how many Scottish teams has Craig Levine managed in the top flight? You both got this wrong. Hearts and Dundee United. Two. Two. Um, who scored the winner? He'll not be happy the next time he's in here. Gary Caldwell. All right. Remember it? Was oh, it a Paul yeah. Hartley corner, I think? Gary Caldwell sliding in. Oh, that's a good You game. were there. Thierry Henry was furious yeah. about the whole thing. Yeah. Big big row in the big zone afterwards. Good. I hope they hated it. Um, right, Ian Harks did score the only goal yesterday. You both got that. Now, one more question for Gregor. He got one more than you. Oh, did he? And Ange Postacoglu managed Australia in the World Cup in which year? Luckily for you, 2006. Gregor was 12 years out. It was 2014. Alright okay uh, In Brazil We have gone More tiebreakers In the last two weeks Than I think That's we did tough. In the entirety of last season So I will Read the question Gregor I'll get Alex Ray To write his answer down And then you give me Your attempt okay Right Like this question By the way This is tough <laughs> How many games Has Alan McGregor Played for Rangers Very simple Write it down Alex Ray Both spells I take it Producer Callum How many games Has Alan McGregor played For Rangers Gregor what would you say uh, 380 Oh my goodness <laughs> I swear oh to god. god This has never happened before That's ridiculous Alex Ray said 380 Gregor what are you, what are you doing mate What are you doing <laughs> What's happening Do you remember what? The old days when the, uh, the old cup days You had to flip a coin What are the chances Can we let Shug do it Because he'll He'll I actually cannot believe this. Yeah. So what we're going to do? Toss the coin and then and then what? Well, if I go for heads, then it's a winner. Then if the whatever the boy, let let let. Uh, you have to. No, I think you both have to go again. No, I, I can. I can think of one. No, no, you, you both just change your number. All oh, right. Yeah, go. Come in, I guess. Uh, you're gonna, so you're going to go up or down by one? I'll go three ninety. Gregor, what are you going? I'll stick with three eighty. Gregor, 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 Gregor. The answer is 421 oh, It breaks my Gregor! heart He's gone to Alex Ray It feels like a hollow Whoa! victory Gregor It feels tainted But hard lines Hard tainted lines love. Give it another go sometime Will you? Right, well done Alex Good ah, man a good game by the way Two apiece I don't think we've bring, ever had that before Well done partner
Because what was we had a question last week where the answer was something like twelve, right? I don't know, but something yeah. like twelve and Callum and I discussed that saying There maybe is a chance That we'll get the two contestants Saying the same Because there's a, a smaller margin for error But for you both to go 380 yeah. in the nose Incredible isn't it Incredible It's all about winning at the end of the day Callum Is it, Would they say results driven But oh, not, not aye, the performances aye, aye, I think, aye, I wasn't a good performance But it's a win yeah, We covered that earlier on in the show I think didn't we <laughs> uh, Right Okay 01419511025 Let's start <laughs> hearing from one man who had some interesting things to say yesterday But we haven't had the chance to play it yet uh, Graham Alexander Motherwell fans might be a good chance for you to get in touch Rangers fans as well You can tell us uh, what you made of it yesterday For some reason I can't find it So while I, oh, there it is, while I scramble around Graham Alexander Here's what he had to say He says Rangers goal was obviously offside And uh, he's delighted they could get a result for the supporters After they weren't given an allocation for the match We had no back in here unfortunately uh, But we the supporters gave us a, a great um, send-off when we left the ground uh, just just after pre-match and uh, so we, we knew they were with us but the players were, were immense in their, their togetherness, their work ethic. We know Rangers have got great quality and they're, they're going to ask you a lot of questions but I thought we stood up to that even though we were disappointed at the goal because of the, the obvious offside but I thought our focus after that was excellent and we always carried a threat and we, we got a goal from that threat. Well it was tough and it, and it was hostile and we had to um, compete against many opponents today, and um, you know, but like, like we said, you, you saw those players; they were together. Yeah, they were backing each other, up, supporting each other, and uh, and we knew we had that support back in Motherwell. But um, my, my players deserve immense credit for for coming here on a massive day, going one 0 down to the champions, and coming back to earn something from the game, and it, and it was a deserved uh, point at least. So um, delighted with the players, but you know, we we have to put it to bed and go next week. I think Hugh showed his hand on this at the top of the show, Alex. Yeah. Um, Graham Alexander says it was obviously offside the Rangers goal. Do you agree? One hundred percent. Yeah, I actually said that at the time. Gone, my, my instincts were. I'll that... give you a bit of credit. You you were the first one to yeah. spot it because it, it took us to, to replays, but straight away yeah. you you kind of had you, the, you, the idea. You get a feeling, Gordon. Normally, when the players directly round about uh, Sakala, there was about three or four of them put their hands up, and I know that you've got the odd guy going offside. But for me, that was uh, the warning, the telltale signs, mm. and and he was offside and. I think it's an easy decision for the linesman Very, to see. Wasn't it? You know, you're looking along whether he has looked at the initial header yeah. and then just caught a glimpse. But for me, it should be an easy I think decision. People who regularly listen will probably have heard me say before: Do we do we spend too much time arguing about marginal offside? You know, when you've got a, a striker moving in and a defender moving out, and there's, sure. there's you know there's a hair between them, or that one where it's an in-swinging set piece and everyone's running. And let's be honest, that's hard to tell with yeah. the naked eye. The one thing you would say yesterday. It's really not hard to tell Because yeah. Sakala just yeah. pretty much Is offside Stays offside Yeah And it, he's so he's so close to the goal That it's obvious that Stephen O'Donnell's the other side of him well, well, see, see if you're talking about defensively The way you would like your defender It would be Stephen O'Donnell uh, Goal side And then Sakala that side And it was the opposite way around So for me It should have been an easy mm, decision the, the two penalties are down to Stephen McLean the referee But that decision He was let down Yeah of course that's the thing, It's a team effort Yeah He was badly let down And with regard to the The, the, the crowd element I heard uh, Graham Alexander yesterday Speak about the The when they left for Park, the fans had turned out to wish them well at Ibrooks. I uh, think Gordon DL was there. I should have saw him with uh, his top uh, off uh, and a flare in his hand. I'm sure he wasn't. But anyway, the the uh, the fact is that they went into the Lions Den there. You know, Rangers flag day. Not a motherwell supporter. Uh, so even greater credit to them for the way they approached the whole afternoon. 
But somewhere down the line Somebody's going to contest this Why can mm. fans not get into Ibrox who, who are not supporting Rangers And that little diamond where they always house Well very, there, there are various explanations Depending on which club it is And talking about rehousing season ticket holders And whether it's disabled sections Because there are still red zones You will see behind every tunnel at the moment you know, There's still that sort yes. of big area Where uh, the players sit and fans can't get into it I think you're right I don't think... Um, I think we're probably going to hear more about it soon I think somebody's going to make a bit more of a fuss Or try but I don't know Come back, back to Motherwell though Gordon He's absolutely right Graham Alexander was saying there That they, the way they responded Having going to go down And to be fair to him For about 50-60 minutes I thought they were under the cosh They had a threat going up the pitch The Tony Watt who's good, For me he's actually playing his best football On a regular basis Van Veen's a threat as well And then Willery on our sideways pace So they, they did cause that threat And when they got that goal I thought they showed real character Because they didn't just sit back in They tried to go and get the winner Let's bring in Alec Who is a Motherwell fan And see what's on his mind Alec Hi Gordon Good Alec Hi uh, I, I just caught bits In the programme yesterday And I, I caught a bit with a guy it was, I think it was a very nervous nervous breakdown When he was going on about uh, Mull It was a disgrace uh, I don't think he used the word cheated But he was going right off on a rant About Mull time wasting uh, I think he did use the word cheated actually But anyway on you go Aye, well, and it's, and he's got a short memory because when Rangers or Celtic go into Europe and play away from home and they're playing a big team, they don't go gun ho. They sit back and see what comes out of it. But yesterday, uh, I, I think it'd be sure at one point has often said that you play your strengths. Mullows can't go out there and play Rangers off the park because Rangers have got far superior players. So you play to what you think is your best setup. And if that's Mullow's best setup, it proves they've got something to it. But the guy, he was going to I take that to be that he was severely disappointed. Uh, a lot of Rangers supporters were severely disappointed yesterday because Celtic lost. And had Rangers taken maximum points, then it would have been six points away from Celtic after six games. And there's a certain ominous look about that. But. Rangers uh, did not play well enough Flaky and vulnerable To quote their manager But this whole aspect of time wasting The caller yesterday then admitted That he shouts at the television (laughs) screen For Rangers to waste time When they're in that position So the call was absolutely 100% redundant Because it was based on a falsehood The man approves of time wasting But because he was disappointed, he came on to disapprove of actually, time wasting. I actually get the emotion, Alex, where it's obviously going to be frustrating if Absolutely, it's against yeah. your team. But that's the point. You know, we, we have a a fairly unique football landscape here where the team which finishes third or fourth, even fifth in our premiership might have a tenth of the budget of, of Rangers or Celtic, Absolutely. maybe even more. Even less, yeah. It's just all. It's just always going to be that way. Where you you yeah. have to do something. You want to keep the ball and play for ninety minutes and try and go toe to toe. Then you lose and you get sacked and you get relegated. You know, you need to just try and do what you're doing. As, as the yeah. caller says, there have been times when Rangers or Celtic have been lauded for doing it in Europe. Yeah. Alan McGregor is an absolute master at it. He's turned it into an art form. It's to be admired when he yeah. does it. At times, it's he's, he's so yeah. clever at it. Gordon, I, I have no issue with uh, teams trying to slow the play up, trying to get a point, trying to nick three points. It doesn't really matter. Rangers do it uh, when they go to Europe as well. So for people to come on and moan having 
wanted your own team to do it. I just don't quite get that. You, now, you, you'll have done it, I'm sure. Well, well, when, listen, when you're, I when said you're to you, yeah. I, in fact, I used to bring Jim Goodwin on just to sit in back there, and then we'd get guys to run and try and get Stevie Thompson to try and run it into the channel and just see out the clock, Gordon. And it's part and parcel of the game now. Whether it's two banks of five when Motherwell came last year, whether it's just everyone behind the ball. I have no issue It's up to Rangers and Celtic The bigger clubs in this country To break them down We had a caller earlier on saying You get this every time you go to Livingston That is the way teams set up mm. Historically They've always managed to get results And occasionally you'll get results Like yesterday with Motherwell Get a point mm. at Ibrox And Livy win three but points But the point should be made That Motherwell were not guilty of time wasting yesterday Well no, I mean know? I think they, well, It depends what you mean they, Yeah they probably were though at times I don't, I don't doubt that But I think that's that's not really the point Just It Every problem that we have here when we come to these debates, let's be honest, is clouded by what colour jerseys you're talking Correct. about. If you take yeah. if you take a step back and we say that team A has infinitely more money than, than team B and therefore better players and they're at home with a big crowd, when team B comes, when that underdog comes in any game, anywhere in the world, they're gonna try and, and do something to yeah, it. Yeah. And by the way, that's not even exclusive to football. You could put that I mean, yeah. you, stick you in a ring with a superior boxer You're going to try and hold on to him You're going to hold on to him You're going to run away from yeah, him yeah, yeah. But I have a simple rule of thumb With regard to these matters If it was blatant If it was Materially influencing The outcome of the game Stephen Gerrard Might have brought it up And he didn't mention Time wasting at all yeah, It's one of those things Alex like I say I get the emotion Because yeah. we're in the stadium um, I mean you see Fans go, you go mad Fans go crazy Because someone's stolen Two yards at a throw in Absolutely. On the halfway line You know that, that's, the, that's the emotion Ultimately If Kamar Roof Does his job And yeah. puts the ball away From four yards Or Well they defend better Gordon. We're not talking about this No just, no absolutely And uh, listen I think it's a source of frustration For clubs when they don't get that result I think that I think there'll be A, a frustration with Stephen Gerrard That they didn't get maximum points either yeah. Because the home form Has been incredible 21 wins in the bounce And what mm. you're looking at yesterday Was a, a chance To move to six points mm. And I think that's where that frustration um, uh, Comes after losing in the League Cup in the summer to Airdrie Yes And then getting knocked out of the League Cup by Dundee And the fans uh-huh. weren't too happy and Lots of people raising their their eyebrows about Motherwell's prospects this season the f- Fair old yeah, yeah, turnaround the, Yeah the, um, the, You understand the local rivalry And the Airdrie result went down like a lead balloon And you understand the, that they weren't happy with the, the result at Dens And they made their feelings known, the Motherwell fans However... I do give them 10 out of 10 Because yesterday I repeat the phrase They were set up to fail It was Rangers flag day There wasn't a Motherwell fan inside the ground They went a goal down To a goal that should not have been allowed to stand And in spite of everything And they got away with one A handball Rangers should have a penalty So should Motherwell But in spite of everything It's a highly commendable 1-1 one, one draw for Graham Alexander and Motherwell But uh, I we spell Gordon You, you yeah. think the last four games have taken 10 points um, And I think when you look at the turnaround in the summer And I think that's You have to commend the management team there The recruitment mm. Which has been great for the last few years as well uh, Anyone else out there want to give Livy some credit? Because my goodness they deserve it Aberdeen are having a tough old time wow. of it Keep those calls coming Whatever it is 01419511025 We'll speak to you and get a full time teaser next Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141 951 1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Here's your full time teaser for tonight, Hugh Evans and Alex Ray. It's been sent in by a gentleman called Fraser Joss. Thank you to Fraser. 
uh, For sending this one in I must <laughs> apologise to Fraser Because it was a really good question As in too good for you two So I had to oh. simplify it a little oh, bit that's stop what, it, it a, uh, what, like, what a night I'm having Yeah, my self-esteem's already on the ground Go from a lower life form to the, the, You're too thick to understand the question is it, is it the cube where they go for the simplify? That's kind of like what I do to you two on the, the teaser like. um, So Fraser had sent a longer, more convoluted question I've tried to chop it down and make it easier for you Anyway, enough about that Since 2000, and it's topical as well Five players have scored Two or more goals In a Dundee Derby game For Dundee United And have also played For another Scottish team For, for, for Dundee United So since 2000 Five players have scored Two or more In a Dundee Derby For United And have also played For another Scottish team Brewster No Billy Dodds Yes Dodgy. I didn't see you pulling that one Out of the hat first of all I must admit 2004 um, Even producer Callum Didn't get that one Patalainen No uh, Dundee United Poof. All I'm going in early on the clues That's how bad I feel for you tonight On this question What about the, 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 the lad that went to um, Celtic Gary McKay Stephen Yes There you go Well done Okay we'll leave it there Because all of a sudden Not bad for a thick bloke Exactly Not bad at all Since 2005 players have scored two or more In a Dundee derby for United And they've played for another Scottish team Like Gary McKay Stephen Who's played for n- numerous other Scottish yes. teams as has Billy Dodds uh, And three more to get So let's um, What else jumped out at you from let, let, Well let's start there Well Hibs and St Mirren no, let, Let's start here Since it's the question Bragging rights Yes For United well, like, Not a great deal in the game But no. they all count I actually thought uh, D- Dundee did very well You know I think When you look at some of the opportunities At Lee Griffiths I think a fit Lee Griffiths Would maybe have At least nicked one of them He had a good header Just wide of the post He had uh, the one That he bloomed over the bar Later on In the second half uh, and he also had a, a volley from the left-hand side from Marshall So uh, I think they'll be disappointed that they've lost their rivals They've found themselves at the bottom of the table But Tam Coates is an interesting one Yeah, sure. he is, yeah he, he, he owns up to the fact that he knows that people didn't want him to be United manager um, He's already this season beaten Rangers at Tyredice And now he's won the first Dundee derby of the season at Tyredice And he's at Celtic Park next Sunday uh, Which could be very interesting um, all credit to him Former coach at Kelty Hearts And therefore people Look down their nose Because they're bigger clubs uh, So He's done well um, But he's got a long way to go yet But I, I thought that United Battled And Dundee battled Dundee had more chances I think The the, the one that fell to Lee Griffiths It just would not come, come down. down enough for him To score But At the end of the day It was blood and thunder and the honours went to Dundee United We're about to speak to James Who's a Rangers fan Let's hear from those two managers first though We'll go for Tam Courts The winning manager It was exhilarating to say the least I mean I thought I knew what, what I was expecting But it was it was even better And I suppose when you win It's just a, a phenomenal feeling And again I, th- I thought it was a really good performance by us And the goal came at a perfect time Where I think we were just Trying to find a way to get the breakthrough And what a strike for Ian Harks I felt pretty secure from our goal's perspective at that point in the game because I can see us actually taking control of the ball. Dylan Levitt was actually dictating the, the game, essentially. And I could see that Dundee were probably starting to kind of tire and kind of drop a bit deeper. So I, I wasn't entirely sure what type of situation was actually going to create the best chances. And ultimately, it had to be a, 
a long range effort on the day but naturally we'll take that and from there they, they had a couple of decent chances which we did well to, to, to block and put our bodies on the line but I thought we were really well worthy of the victory today and uh, James McPake might not agree done this interview before this season it hurts in this one because it's a derby not every game hurts that you lose but particularly in the first half we were really in control of the game and we made some, some really good play down the left hand side they started the second half a lot better than us and had a few chances ourselves. we came out on this a good the second half and then we go for the game, we go with the two strikers and again we it's back to that same old story, we're creating chances but even then, and it's like, look, I can't be critical of the effort or anything the players gave me but people were clearing boys off the line their shots, are, it's not even the goalkeeper that's making, I thought it was Segrist that made the save for Marsh and it's actually Edwards who's on the line that it's great defending looking back now but going how's he even on the line um, and it's, it's one of the days again but it can't keep being one of the days we need to start picking up points and wins or we need to start picking up wins and I've got a group of players that are in there devastated because they believe they've done enough to win that game uh, Let's go to James who's a Rangers fan from Motherwell what's on your mind tonight James? Uh, good evening panel uh, first time caller uh, Two things yeah, uh, Two things uh, is James Tavernier captain material and a confession, I shout at the telly today. <laughs> uh, first of all, uh, 10 out of 10 for honesty, because you shout at the telly, James, at wanting Rangers to waste time when it's necessary. So, well done for your candour. Uh, is James Tavernier captain material? Well, on the basis that he's just finished a season in which Rangers won the title by 25 points, and I think he led by example from start to finish, I would have to say Yes he is Captain Matthew Yeah if you look at um, Last year's performances The the records that they broke He lifted the title Uh, It's interesting I I look at uh, His stats this season as well Gordon I think he's got Four assists and one goal uh, In 12 games or so So it's not bad I still think there's more To come from him uh, As as a lot of the Rangers players And uh, it's funny how it comes up here when you get a bad result yesterday. You know, if they'd gone mm. six points clear, would that have actually been risen? Yeah, I was going to say, James, is it not a bit unfair where when things don't go well, James Tavernier's captain credentials get questioned, but then when he wins the league, people don't mention it and then bring it up again when you know when there's even a remotely uh, sticky spot and I'm not even sure you can call it that, but is that not a bit unfair? No, not really. When you get uh, like a season before last when the, the, the collapse after Christmas... Is he a John Gregg? Is he a Terry Butcher? Does he grab people I mean, and force things on the park? Ah, but it's a different time, James, isn't it? What is? They don't need to do that anymore. Like, like, like I said, Rangers romped the league last season, and they didn't need to grab anyone. Well, I, I understand that, that they romped the league, and uh, that you know everybody played their part in that, and everybody's playing their part now as far as not romping it sort of thing, you know, because there is a dip in form, and on that matter as well. But is there a reason for that And is it the fans the reason I.e. last year there was no fans This year Maybe they're not Used to playing under that sort of Not used to it but you know what I mean Going 18 months we're playing without fans And now they're on their back Or shouting at them and stuff like that Well when when you were without fans James you lost In a cup tie to St Mirren And you lost another cup tie to St Johnston uh, so I, I take away Better to play in front of fans Than to play in an empty stadium And with regard to Tavernier you Go back a fortnight He led by example again When he scored that stunning goal against St Johnson At McDiarmid Park And Rangers were 
Again Not really hitting the heights And in his time At Rangers He scored 66 goals uh, You know Even John Gregg himself Would have nodded In the direction of that Achievement And said Well that's some going to be A full back And the captain And the scorer of 66 goals Colin They've actually played in front of uh, Fans throughout the course of this season You take the last 8 games So it's about on that little uh, Win uh, streak So you know They lost one game Fans at the old firm game Yeah exactly So listen I don't quite subscribe to that And the fact that they're actually Top of the league uh, You know They obviously got to try and play better But they're actually doing On a regular basis For longer periods Mm. within games And then defend better But for me, you know, I don't think it's getting any, anything to do with fans. Um, I mean, Wednesday night, we're straight back to maybe a, a similar challenge, Alex. It's going to be Rangers against Livingston. Yes. Um, for all you purists out there who are really, really concerned about the greater good of Scottish football, I, I don't think Livy will come and play three up front, open and expansive, and keep the ball in play for 90 minutes. I can't, I can't see it. Um, I'll be the same formation. So Rangers need to find the solution. Yeah, absolutely. But the same formation. I think uh, Shinny will be a false nine. They'll just try and get everyone behind the ball. They'll defend very deep. I think it worked very well against Celtic, particularly on uh, the AstroTurf. And I would expect them to do the same again. In, and it's in, up to Rangers to try and break it down. In the earlier rounds of that cup this season, Peter Grant brought the firm and played three up front, and the game was finished after twenty minutes. Uh, thank you to James in Motherwell By the way James I don't know how the producer got this from you He's so nosy It says on here you're getting married on Sunday Oh aye that's right yeah aye. Oh aye that's right Janet has just come in <laughs> What's the lucky lady's name? Janet She just came in for work there Oh brilliant Well Janet hope you're listening Hope you and James have a wonderful day uh, We'll try I will try oh, Sounds excited <laughs> Steady how you go mate It's amazing that someone's getting married in Motherwell And it's got nothing to do with Gordon DL That's the thing that surprised me more than (laughs) anything He loves marzipan so you might want to give him an invite He'll be there Uh, Thank you to James in Motherwell The least least DL could do is provide the cake I just wonder how that came up on the phone I'll need to speak to producer Callum about this Where are you from? What team do you support? Are you getting married this week by any chance? I'd like to know Did he get get married on the Sunday? Or is he getting married on the Sunday? He's getting married on Sunday Sunday, Yeah yeah, but is he doing it on the Sunday Because Rangers are playing on the Saturday? Oh, I don't so know, James, was it planned? It's September weekend ah, <laughs> oh, it's it's off. Off. Good thinking, <laughs> I like your thinking Well done, James uh, Have a good weekend when it comes around 01419511025 I'll take one more name from you in the teaser I'm going to go for uh, Barry Robson Don't bother, you're wasting my time John Daly No, none of you Right, okay, we'll get back to that very soon uh, Let's bring in William on the line What's your point, William? Good evening, guys, how Hi. you doing? Good, thank you William. I know, bad. Uh, I think I think over the weekend, I think Saturday and Sunday, I think uh, the results themselves are, are are a victory for the league. You know, I think I look at it that way. You know, I think I think the league's very competitive. Uh, the teams are getting better, and I just think uh, there's too much focus on Celtic and Rangers dropping points. You know, I think there's there should be more focus on. Uh, the league itself, you know, I think there's, I think there's a point to be made that when you look at the teams in the league, that uh, they are getting better and they know how to they know how to set up teams. They're very they're very shrewd. The managers are very shrewd in the league, and I think I think it, sometimes it gets too much to talk about Celtic and Rangers and and the the rest of the teams don't get enough credit. I mean, I get you. I wonder if this weekend is seen as a, a bit of a a missed opportunity for Hearts and Hibs in yeah. particular because the league table is still pretty tight but you'd expect that early on on paper you know sh- should a Hibs team with real designs on 
on being up there, be able to beat St Mirren at home when uh, they're two one up, and and Hearts going to Ross County. You know, they they, they maintain the unbeaten element and, and yeah. good on them for that, but maybe a missed opportunity. Again, I look at both games and I commend St Mirren uh, for the way they stuck to it. They're, they're a goal up, then two one down. And in the dying minutes of the game Joe Shaughnessy I mean the, the Brave header yeah. He could get his head kicked off uh, But he went in there And uh, it, Dramatic <laughs> Brave header from Joe Shaughnessy To get the 2-2 And at uh, Dingwall Malky Mackay's Ross County You know they go a goal down And I thought that um, Boyce showed a lot of class Because he scored an awful lot of goals For uh, Ross County And he, he, he didn't celebrate And I, I understood the Do reasons Do you like that? Why. No, I'll tell you oh, why don't. I understand the reasons why For that day alone Because Ross County had lost One of their uh, diehard supporters Okay, And at the, at the end of the game Boyce went over to the son of The supporter who had lost his life yeah. And gave him his heart's jersey And I thought Classy guy yeah, Fair enough Okay but I thought we were in general there yeah. about No the... no I disapprove of it in general Ah good okay So we can celebrate against be, former clubs because usually Because hearts pay your wages And you should celebrate But there were extenuating mm. circumstances Did you make it with William's point Alex About you know There, there is a, a A certain strength to the league Where yeah. Where teams can make life difficult For Celtic and Rangers Because you, you keep coming back to it we just exist in a football environment That if Celtic and Rangers are at it Teams shouldn't really cause shocks yeah. against them You'll get the odd one But I, I think mostly, Gordon The shocks come away from your home uh, Like you've seen at Livingston you, you, Easter Road's very hard Tynecastle, Pataudry uh, St Johnson's starting to become a lot more difficult as well So I actually quite like the fact I actually like the fact that managers are getting recognised as well For setting that up Because it is very difficult when you have Rangers and Celtic coming to Man for man they're better and you have got one of the smallest budgets And you're going up against them like the weekend there And you could play your whole career And you might only get one or two of them throughout the course of your career So you have to commend them when it comes along mm. uh, Ideally we see over the weekends That Rangers and Celtic go on and win most games anyway But I think it's refreshing And we have to commend the managers for the organisation Will that be reflected in any cup shocks, William? I wonder, Rangers are at home to Livingston Rangers haven't lost at home domestically Um Hello. Well I suppose the, the St Johnson game In the cup I guess So I was, I was thinking league um, Which is really a redundant point Because this is a cup game So you can just delete the last 10 seconds of the show <laughs> Hopeless uh, Celtic at home against Wraith Rovers Again but On paper certainly winnable See any shocks on the cards William? I think obviously with the, the injuries and that Obviously at home uh, 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 A lot of people have touched on it That the Celtic play Seem to play a lot comfortable at home You know And they seem mm. to they seem to be. I mean, I like to watch games. I mean, when you see games like the Betis game uh, midweek, I like to watch games like that. You know, I like two teams going at each other. You know, but uh, obviously, obviously, you don't get that as much in Scotland. And, and Livingston's get the, the quite right, and St Johnston get quite right the way they set up. You know, I don't, I don't mind it. You know, I don't mind it because it is up to Celtic and Rangers to to break them mm-hmm. down and use their creativity. You know, so. I do think it'll be tough for Rafe Rovers, you know, because Celtic are at home and there seems to be a, a problem away from home for Celtic. And I don't think, I, I don't think, I don't know where this Ange ball came to, but I just think that the attacking style, that's what I like. OK, thank you, William. Let's check in on this teaser quickly. Since 2000, five players have scored two or more goals in a Dundee derby for United and they've played... For another Scottish team People out there Giving this a good go Scott Kirkland sent one in uh, He's wrong though um, I must say uh, Hugh, <laughs> to- Hugh Toner sent one in 
He's wrong Wow uh, Milo has got Oh by the way Milo might have most of them Or certainly a couple of them You've got Gary Mackay Stephen and Billy Dodds Chief G Yes Wonderful Well done I had to get that in Because I thought you were going to come in with that there Shock. I don't know uh, What about Conway That's the one Scott sent in No that's oh. wrong Craig Bryson No he's Oh Now you're I don't even know where that's coming from You're getting colder Vicky Clark yeah. No uh, I'm just trying to think So, what, what, A bit uh, harder these two I would say Okay I'll give you some thinking yeah. time More of your calls next as well Number one for football in Glasgow and the West 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Alex Ray and Hugh Keevans are in the building And they are teaming up to try and answer the following question on the full time teaser A big thank you to Fraser Joss for sending it in He wants to know Can you name the five players since 2000 Who've scored two or more goals in a Dundee derby for United And have played for another Scottish team um, Permanently by the way I should say Because Johnny Russell I think he had a loan spell At Forfer or something Johnny Russell did he? Um, anyway he's just he, he, ah, Don't bother Scrub him out uh, Nadir Chief Chi Gary McKay Stephen Billy Dodds Two more to get I said Conway didn't he? It's not him nah, uh, Still um, not him Stuart Armstrong No What about the boy Ryan Gould No ah. <laughs> Big producer Callum gave it Good show but no prize mm. We're struggling mm. Yeah um, <laughs> One of them is still Very much in the Scottish top flight And I'll Elaborate on that maybe as we go on Oh, right, okay Let's just say that he's <clears throat> Done something of note recently Right, yeah. you scored at the weekend Fine You've you've reeled me in <laughs> You're not going to have to run through Every player that scored in the top flight of the weekend Whilst you do that, let me remind the listeners The aim of the game on the full-time teaser is you send the questions in You try and catch the pundits out With your knowledge So the address you need If you want to send a question Is fulltime At Clyde1.com And I'll do my very best It would be great to hear your question On the show I'm sure So that's the address you need Fulltime at Clyde1.com I've got it Go for it Spittle Yes oh, oh, That's what happens spittle. when you get notes here Shug. <laughs> uh, Let's bring in Stephen In Newton Merns He's a Rangers fan What's on your mind tonight Stephen? Hey, hi Alex, uh, hi, Hugh and Gordon um, It was just it was to elaborate on something I think uh, Hugh said Was it last weekend or the start of last week Where he was saying the Rangers team um, Seemed to be lacking a bit of guile Especially up the, the top end of the park It's something I was at the game on Thursday And um, I've been to a few games and, and obviously watched the games on the TV And um, it doesn't seem to have been a problem last year But um, it just seems this year We do everything to get up the park And then the last 20 yards it's almost like we've forgotten. Like, what, what do we do at this point? You know, it's like is the training regime involved getting into the, the area at the other opponent's half, and then just right back to the start. Um, two of the examples, and it's something that I, again that used to grind my gears a couple of seasons ago. Um, and I would think Alex will probably know. Um, you know, kind of back in the nineties, watching great football players, they almost seem to be one or two passes ahead in their mind, whereas. Sometimes a Rangers player's asking for the ball and then he's like, oh, what, what do I do with it now? And then it's straight back to the other guy. Um, the best example in Thursday was Ryan Kent and he's in the Leon half and he's asking Balligan for the ball and he, he runs in 10 yards into his own half to take the ball and immediately gives it straight to the other centre-back who's standing five yards away from Balligan. If you've not got an idea of what you're doing with it, 
like that, that to me that doesn't seem very effective. Um, the other thing I've noticed again creeping back in is Goldson or Balligan, one of the boys at the back, and they've got the ball and they're just putting their hands in there as if to say, "Where am I putting it?" And now is that a is that a chicken and egg scenario where the forward players are thinking? I don't want to make the run because I'm not getting the service or is that the players at the back saying well I'm not playing that ball because I don't think you're running into the areas that you should be running into it, it seems one can't kind of work without mm-hmm. the other do you know I get, what I mean I think the timing of the call is interesting Alex yeah. because yesterday Rangers did get into more areas yeah, than they absolutely. have Stephen Gerrard spoke about that he felt they got down the sides of the box and they got into areas and it was chance taking um, but before that I mean Stephen Gerrard said on Thursday night almost exactly what his namesake Stephen and Newton Merns is saying that yeah. It's it's that cutting edge. You need to do more in that final third to hurt teams. Is that is that accurate? Would you say yeah. overall? And and what about yesterday? Well, I think it's two different situations altogether. And I don't mean this disrespectful to Motherwell, but the you know when you've got Botang and things trying to run off the back of these guys becomes that little bit more difficult. If you take yesterday's game um, in isolation, Gordon, I thought they did very well working the way through the lines. I thought they mixed it up as well. When you look at Connor Golson, a couple of raking uh, right to lefts. I think in the open couple of minutes. I think Wright had a golden mm. chance We've seen that there I think that's a weapon that they should use more But you have to have the runners going in behind And overall I just think they were very wasteful in that final third the, the, And they just seem to just don't have that kind of quality That's actually required at the moment to carve teams up The day I said they liked Gail Was the day they played St Johnson I mean Demi Park And they were bailed out by James Tavernier The old firm game Lacked a bit of Gail in that one And bailed out by Philip Hellander uh, So for me I know Kent's out injured now But prior to his injury Not bang at it Morelos Not bang at it Roof Not bang at it And If They're all Much of a muchness Then You're looking to Hellander Or Tavernier Or whoever To bail you out So far I mean Stephen Does a A bit of comfort Come from that though Where Maybe it's not Swashbuckling yet It's not Top gear But you know, Rangers are still top of the league. I don't know if he, does. Giannis Hadji improve that when he comes back? Does Janino Bakuna improve that when he settles in? Does Alfredo Morelos need to? Does he need to improve a little bit? Is there still room for optimism in there? Oh, definitely. I think there's the fact that we're playing this way, and as you say, still top of the league. It, it, there's kind of similarities between the way we played the year before uh, the season passed, and, and we weren't uh, getting those results. So. Sticking those goals So from that point of view It is great And, and what Alex said there You know that um, Right and Roof I think they brought in that They were willing to Kind of get into the channels And were asking for the balls To be slotted into those areas And they were willing to Take the ball in the middle of the You know just outside the D And have the wee dink here or there And, and a, you know A massive credit to a player That keeps trying that And keep trying that um, It's when we go Just all it is is uh, across the centre backs uh, Wide down the park To Barisic Or whoever's on the other side Whip the ball in It doesn't work it for, We don't win the second ball And it just keeps going It seems like You know Motherwell were one Leon were one Nobody's really Battering down the door Against us game after game But they only seem to need Two, three, four chances And they'll get a goal Whereas we can be like You know 20 chances in, in time and time again And it's just kind of Falling apart Right to the death So Well on that point Stephen Hang on the line And get your thoughts on this Because Stephen Gerrard says He never felt comfortable At 1-0 yesterday He does also think Though Fashion Sakala Is ready to explode Into life at any moment It's important we learn From today You know at 1-0 We've got to go and Take our chances We need people to step up In the final third And be more creative And we need people To take our chances Because if that went to 2-0 today I could see more balls On the back of that But at 1-0 I never really felt 
comfortable on the sides. Yeah, look, you can see how lively he is. His pace, he gives us a different uh, option up there. You know, Buff's obviously got a tight hamstring. We wanted to protect that. Um, but yeah, it, it, I think he's settled now and he's ready to explode at any given moment. But he needs to carry on being hungry for goals today. I thought he was. You know, he could have went and got a second. Kem Arouf has a fantastic chance on 47 minutes to kill the game. Um, but unfortunately, he just wasn't there today. What do you make of him so far, Stephen? Yeah, I think Sakala, as a lot of people say on social media and stuff, he's got all the gusto, all the enthusiasm. I think sometimes it's it's maybe over enthusiasm and he just overcooks it sometimes. But I reckon if he kind of settles in and, and, and starts to get the service, it's the service as well. You know, we've had great players like, you know, Jermaine Defoe. Jermaine Defoe's not necessarily a guy that I remember, you know, winning big high cross balls into the box. He's a guy that wants the ball played into the channel and he'll run on it and he'll beat guys, yet we don't play his strengths. I think there's a few players like that in the squad and we don't seem to play to their strengths. Um, and I think uh, if we kind of do that a bit more and, you know, teams like Marvel and a lot of teams, I think if we start off uh, on the front foot and we clear games before, you know, half time or before the hour mark, you can't argue with Motherwell or other teams, you know, with a low block or, or wasting time with half an hour to go or um, all that sort of stuff because we give them the opportunity to do that. Whereas if we go at teams the way that we know we can play early on in the games two or three done by sixty, seventy minutes, they're not they're not doing that anymore. So I think either they just maybe some players maybe as, as you said as well, they need to can up the tempo a wee bit. Stephen, it was a pleasure. Will you give us a call back sometime? Sure. Good man, that was Stephen and Newton Burns We'll leave it there, you two have got work to do though One more on this teaser Shelf's going to deal with this <laughs> Is he? Right, okay. Yeah, I've already won Beat the pundit tonight oh. Self-praise is no praise one, <laughs> mo- one more player who since 2000 Has scored two or more in the Dundee Derby For United And has played for another Scottish team What year? He, he did this in 2016 He's p- more synonymous though Not with Dundee United uh, He's more synonymous with Inverness And he's also played for Ross County Mackay? Yes Oh, easy as that. Billy Mackay White's pal from last year <laughs> Remember them? White and Mackay What a partnership they were Spirited duo Right, thank you Hugh Keevans uh, And Alex Ray Thank you for all your calls And your tweets It was a play- very busy, by the way Very, very busy On the phones It never fails to amaze me How many of you want involved But that's brilliant So let's do it again tomorrow At 6 o'clock With Roger Hanna And Gordon Diel Scottish football never rests We've got big cup games coming up during the week And I'm sure there'll be something out there as well That surprises us tomorrow So get in touch then We'll speak to you at 6 And Callum Gallagher is up next